Happy Friday, guys. This episode is going to be really quick. It's just a conversation between Mark and myself. It's only about 30 minutes, but I think that it's content that I was really feeling, and I hope that it's something that you guys feel too. So I want to start with a question. What does it mean to set boundaries for yourself? Is it a list of like do's or don'ts that you have? Is it a code of conduct that you created for yourself or maybe one made by society? Um, What is it to you? And so in this episode, that's something that we talk about. And I really want to put a focus on uh, the early stages of friendships or the early stages of relationships where I think that a lot of us fall into the trap of not properly communicating our boundaries. And then once those boundaries or lines get crossed, We act in ways that are otherwise uncharacteristic according to the person that we're trying to or that we didn't properly convey our boundaries to. And so you wind up kind of looking like a jerk or acting a certain way or something like that. And so that's what this episode's about. So I hope you guys can listen to it. And as always, if you have any sort of questions, comments, or concerns, or if you'd like to share your story, just reach out. All right, let's get to the show. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's be real. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you kind of do. I do. Um, but what I wanted to, uh, what I really wanted to talk about, just I want to do maybe like 15, 20 minutes, you know, on just boundaries, dude. Like, I feel like, um, so I have, I have a bit of a, I don't want to call it a story or something like that. So, yeah, I guess there's a story. So, you know, whenever you're trying to make like a new group of friends or you, you drop, you jump into a different group that you're not really used to, you kind of, you, well, at least I might have a problem with making concessions and, and often capitulating on certain things because I want that acceptance. And I think that a lot of us do that, but then you run into a situation where someone says something or does something that does cross a boundary and you're like, or cross a line, if you will, and you find yourself having to walk things back and then you end up kind of looking like an asshole or something. I don't feel like an asshole about it, but because I didn't start off a certain way and and setting my boundaries because I wanted to sort of fit in or something, uh, I feel like I caused myself some trouble. And I see, you know, as I also think about like the dating scene and all this other stuff, I think that that's something that a lot of people actually run into is that they want to be accepted. They want to be wanted and we don't set our boundaries. And uh, when someone does something that would otherwise be disrespectful to our boundaries or would cross them or whatever, we don't know how to act. And so I want to talk about that for a short amount of time and then kind of get back to (laughs) get back to work. Yeah. um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I I do that. I did that recently and I've done it before. Um, It's a, it's a strange thing. And um, one thing I've started to do is like kind of let people know, like I met some new friends for the first time uh, just uh, Wednesday. Um, It's a Slack group for black coders and technology. I'm always mentioning it and shouting them out on our pie. And um, it was just a rare group and hard to find. And so I was so excited to be able to talk to people that I could talk to about something that I can't talk to anyone else about. No one knows what I'm talking about. You know I mean? I can't tell them what I'm doing in AWS or Azure and, uh-huh. and speak about it with enthusiasm. And the IT field is so, is so hot right now that there's a lot of people there 
in the IT field because it's the fly place to be right now. It's a good industry to be in, but they may not have the purest or enthusiastic background that I have. They're sure. not trying to nerd out about it. They're like, um, just get this paycheck and get to my family, you know? Sure. And that's, and that's worrisome. So I met some amazing young people that, um, uh, you've got to meet as soon as you can. And, um, they already want to do collaborations and stuff too, because I'm, um, always, like I said, I'm always shouting them out and, Mm-hmm. And um, they they checked out our podcast and stuff. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, but hanging out with them probably went great. And then they're like, "Man, we got to hang out some more. Let's go to a bar." So we went down the street to a bar and hung out for another hour or two, and it was great. And um, I, I won't know until I hook up and link back up with the guys again. But like I was told them, like, "Hey, man, you know, I've been in these situations before. They come around." more frequently than I deserve in my life. I've had amazing groups of friends in my life, but here's what I am. I'm aloof. I'm sometimes a little crass. My humor's dark. And I I just laid it out. And I've been doing that lately in my life. Like, please let me know, say these things to me. Interesting. Don't let's not get off on a funny spoon board. I can be pretentious at times. Not always proud of it, but it's because I'm trying to avoid coming off too strong and overwhelming people with how much I'm into because people think, oh, he's a know-it-all or something like that because I'm into anything. I'm one of those guys who can't bring something up without, yeah, I got a, I got a miter saw and a table saw. Yeah, I built my own computer desk too. Yeah, I built my computer too. Yeah, I built, you know, you can't, yeah. I'm a hobbyist. And it's weird when you're around people who have that sort of thing of, they all want something to be unique about. And I'm used to being around winners, rock stars, people that mm-hmm. were top of their, whatever they were. Like my crew at Boys and Girls Club back when we, when we worked there and stuff. Everybody's a winner and they've got their thing. And when you get older in larger social environments, especially corporate ones, you find more specialists. Like I come across people and that was a surprise to me. Where we come from in Kentucky, all of us are sysadmins because the IT opportunities are so scarce. Sure. That you're not just, but you get to a big company like the one I'm at and you run into people that are specialists and they cat out of college. And, you know, it doesn't mean anything if you've got a pure IT degree or not. Most of us have mixed backgrounds like that. But the role they will be in will not be a general IT role. They'll be specializing in one thing. And, it, and I'm like, they don't like it if you know that thing too. You know, mm. they want to know what's your thing. I'm like, no, dude, I've done, I've done email service before. No, I've done security engineering before. No, I've done log forwarding and uh, and intrusion detection. I, no, I'm a general sysadmin. I haven't went to 100% deep on some things. I got a couple of specialties, but no, I have a networking degree and I have a programming degree that I almost didn't complete. So like, like people don't like that. I'm not trying to talk about myself. I'm trying to say these are the circumstances that make me apprehensive sometimes and sometimes like have to eat my words. And what I've started to do differently is just to not necessarily explain myself, but just another dimension of openness and vulnerability and honesty. I tell people uh, this is how I can be sometimes. And I've had this pattern all of my adult life. So let's, let's get it out there and open. So you're not uncomfortable. And it's not, you know, I don't do it as in such a corny flat-footed way but I, when it comes up i'll say it and 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 later that night we were sitting down at uh, a really nice bar actually i've never been to ml rose but they're they're all over nashville mm-hmm. uh, and i said a joke and i think the joke i said may have been like one of those dudes a romantic partner 
because it's oh shit IT people and they're dealing podcast and there's this one young lady who's really attractive and really just awesome because you don't see programmers very much female yeah. let alone black female she was dope and everyone was kind of talking about her naturally they're like yo man what's his name and I'm gonna say her name and she was pretty cool so everyone kept talking about her, so I threw my joke in and we were talking about the word uh, ambiguous and ubiquitous we kept they kept teasing me because I was using that word during the podcast and they were saying it later on that night I was like yeah I'm gonna ambiguously proposed to so-and-so and like dude's shock on his face Are you serious? Like, yeah and I, and I cleaned it up I was just joking I didn't even I wasn't serious but I was just joking because that's what everyone was thinking anyway you know what I mean but I earlier that evening when we first met I told them like yo this is that's exactly my kind of humor you know what I mean I don't really live in taboos or arc with silences I'm gonna say what everyone's thinking and yep. um uh, not in a rude or vulgar way, but had I, had I not, I would have felt less honest. Like that's the new way I'm approaching it. What I would have done is like, let people build assumptions or build their own idea about, you know, what role I'm going to feel in their acquaintanceship. And mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to do that. I learned a long time ago from uh, Dana. You remember Dana. She mm-hmm. had said, you know, you got to teach people how to treat you. You don't want to get weeks into an acquaintanceship or something or months. And then you're like, dang, I got to work this thing backwards. And I still do it, especially when I meet those kind of when I meet white guys that want to that want desperately to let me know that they're OK with black people. So they try to communicate in the way they think that <laughs> black people communicate or that I want yep. to, you know, and it gets really weird because I'm a jossy jokey. I like joning. I'm a Southern boy. I like yes. to jone, but at the same time, it's, it's weird. They don't know how to do it. Right. So it's like awkward, but, it, yep. but they, but they think it's like, it's building rapport. And I'm like, man, they're trying. They don't mean any harm. You can't ever hold it against someone that wants to enrich your, their relationship with you, but it's still weird as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I eventually end up having to tell them, listen, you don't have to, say your mama jokes to like make me think like because even amongst black guys i'm a little bit of an oddball in a certain way like i can wear both hats it's really weird but um radical honesty if you will is is what i'm going with now not because i'm looking to resolve that that um that situation that commonly occurs where you're trying to establish boundaries but because it costs no energy i find that it costs zero to no energy to do that. I didn't, I didn't realize how much energy it was costing to maintain some facade or slowly reveal yeah. myself to people. That is slowly. My yeah. And I don't have the energy for it. So that's what yeah. made me approach it. Now I'm just like, okay, cool. You, you might need to know real carefully that in the long stretch, I'm not a person you want to be around. You know what yeah. I mean? So I made, I was, my natural uh, inclination is to sort of slowly talk or let out my boundaries or something. And for the longest time, I think that's, that's honestly how I have a lot of friends is because I put more energy into that, that slow process of, um, setting my boundaries and stuff like that. And in, in doing that, I think that I do make a lot more concessions than I need to. Mm -hmm. And so as I've been sort of, as I've gotten older and as just more stuff has just happened in, in life and in society in general, I've started to learn that for me, when it comes to boundaries and stuff like that, it's not so much about like trying to control them or, or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. more about making sure that they understand what I'll do 
if they cross that boundary. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and sometimes what I do and what I've learned at least is that what I do is not characteristic or it's, it doesn't fit their characteristic of me because I'm typically going to be so jovial and all that kind of stuff. So when I get pissed off about mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. they're just like, you're out of character. What are you doing wrong? Or something mm-hmm. like that. This isn't you. And I'm like, no bitch, it's always been me, but mm-hmm. you're, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. displaying yeah. The behavior that is unacceptable. And, and then it puts me in a position where I'm sitting there wondering, like, you should have known this all the time. Like, I feel like there's certain boundaries that you just shouldn't cross, you know? And I sit mm-hmm. there and think about women and stuff like that. It's like, yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, when you're dating or something like that, there are, I think that women and men will will be a lot more lax on their boundaries just because they want the other person to like them, you know? Yeah, of course but they will. When something gets done, then you're just like, oh, shit, I actually didn't like that. And so it's like it's mm-hmm. how do we put ourselves in that position where we can, you know, sort of have that kind of balance? And I sit there and again, I, I said, you know, we can't control other people's behaviors, but we can control like uh, our responses and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and the big thing that I, that I'm trying to teach myself is that it is something that I set for myself. It's, it's, it's about, you know, not only believing in, in what I'm going to do or knowing my truth, but it's really acting on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's where I'm sort of learning right now. I don't want to necessarily say that I'm struggling. I had a, a, a moment the other day, right? So, was in a uh, uh, a group chat, right? And uh, dude doesn't know me at all, right? Drops yeah. uh, drops the end bomb. Country dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Drops that. And uh, and for for context, not that it matters. It's a it wasn't a hard R, you know what I mean? And uh, but yeah, still, yeah. I, but still, I was just like, I just it's like, dude, I just wasn't feeling it, and and I've probably joked around more like I never really joke like that. But like the I think the feel or the energy of the group chat was that it's something that's, you know, we can joke around and say anything. But it's like, dude, that's just a certain line that you don't cross. And no one checked him on it. You know, mm-hmm. and that was the part that was the most troubling. And so I didn't catch it until like a couple of days later because I like to go through and read through the different messages and stuff like that just to make sure I didn't miss anything. So I saw that and I was like, yo, what the fuck? You know, and I actually mm-hmm. said, like, I'm trying to find the nicest way to say I'll fucking break you if you say that word again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of puts this feel like, why is he why is he getting aggressive? You know what I mean? It was just like mm-hmm. it's it's just. I, I guess in my head, I just assume that people understand that there's certain things that you just don't do. And if you and that's fine to do them, if you're in an audience that 100 percent accepts that, you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit there and control what other white people do or don't do. But it's just I, I just I'm not. I know that, that you course know, correction works and it, and it costs no more awkwardness than maintaining the already established awkwardness. I've done it before. I've yeah. reached I've re, I've only done it recently in the last few years because I've like I said taking a new approach to it and a lot of it was advice I got from my brother working at country oven bakery you know a bunch oh, of, yeah. around a bunch of rednecks and he said you have to check them early and let them know and you would yeah. believe how weird their behavior like hey white boy yeah. I'll beat the hell out of you and then they yeah. like you even more it's like they only respect aggression and it's not our cultural nature to establish rapport in that way in that we're not, way. We're not exactly. that kind of people we're like inviting loving 
come have sweet potato pie kind of people, but they yeah. don't respect you until they know that you're like a threat. It's really weird. Yeah. It's awkward. It's almost like it takes you out of your character, but it's, yes. it's better for relationships like that. It works. And that's, and, and that's I've had what I that think. Before. Like we, exactly. like he had, and, and I had just gotten busy because the, the dude had like messaged me privately and we, we went back and forth even on there and, mm-hmm. and you know, and w- at some point we're, we're going to possibly go and, and have a beer or something like that. But that speaks to what you were saying. Like you, sometimes that shit has to be checked in an, yeah. in an aggressive way yeah. and make sure like, it's like you do something to a dog or something like that. You know, that moment yeah. that you, that you pulled, you know, you can rough house with the dog a tiny bit. But that moment that you do that one thing and he bites the shit out of you, that's mm-hmm. when you're like, okay, I've respected that boundary there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just you understand exactly what it is. And the dog will go back to loving you or whatever. But like I, I, I in my opinion, was like I don't think anyone has ever told him that that wasn't okay before. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and so in these times that we're in, we are in times where we had a politician that made it somewhat okay or made it more acceptable to say that kind of shit and that's fine if you want to speak freely but if you want to speak freely you have to also be okay with potentially getting a response that that matches or exceeds what you what you brought to the table you know and so that's why i said i was like if you're if you feel comfortable enough to say it like to say that then you should feel comfortable with you with me putting you in check for it like Mm -hmm. that's just the way that it that it should work but the big thing, it's it's still, believe it or not, I it still bothers me that uh, that that I got that way because I again I do see myself as a bit of a pleaser, you know. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But not at that. But as, again, as I've gotten older, it cannot be at the cost of letting someone getting a, get away with saying shit. That's you know, right. That's that right. cannot ever 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 be the thing. And and when and when we do our first joint podcast together or whatever you're gonna see why the the moniker of that of that group of interesting people that i'm I'm getting to know is called stick to the code because at some point we have to take accountability for our sensibilities and how we want to be regarded like Mm -hmm. it's what it's what we didn't get to finish fleshing out the other day is why i asked you guys to watch a little bit of that documentary because i love i love attacking that with you and chris because we have very we have varying perspectives that are very similar but not exactly the same so there's a lot to to me to examine there and that's about you know what makes us get treated the way that we do how like you don't hear no one else getting shot in the street like that you know even if who cares if it's demographically more white people than black people getting shot by cops because it doesn't matter think about the other way who do you not hear about that happening to (laughs) yeah you don't hear about some chinese people that got Mm -hmm. gangs and stuff in la you don't hear even about latin people they run the gang in, in, in the west coast and different places and so it's interesting it's like what's different about us is it in our imagination or is it not and who's accountable for it? It doesn't look like there's anyone except for us that can do anything about it fundamentally. Yeah. You know, even if yeah. we're owed something or owed better treatment or owed a better regard, we still have to be the progenitors of that, it seems like to me. And it's the same thing in the micro uh, cosmic example that you give on the on the day to day relationships. Like, how did I get to where a person was comfortable? Yeah. Saying that be. Or, or how did I find myself in that space? Maybe that's, that's the cause. I do. That's what I've wondered. Yeah. It's like, how in yeah. the world? And and part of me is like, man, fuck that entire group of people. Exactly. But it's like, I know that that's not, that's not the way to go about it. You know what I mean? 
like the, the maybe it is i don't know at, at a certain sense it is well it depends on you don't have this i got a lot of stuff in my head that you don't about yeah. like i've got people I, I hear the voices of farrakhan the verses of ben <laughs> yeah, I hear, no, i'm yeah. serious i'm not joking yeah. i hear the voices of people that have answered that question that you're saying mm-hmm. and they, and john, john henry clark says no one well, can we we have no friends? We're we're the we're the most special and cursed people at the same time. We have no friends except for us. Because if you ask yourself what you started off with saying, who, what environments have you been in where you've where you've never had that happen? And why is it that you have the feeling? that that person should just know better. You feel kind of creepy. You feel like a sucker. You feel like an idiot. You feel yeah. like unindignant when, when you, when you went along assuming the whole time that that other person should know not to drop in bombs or something. Yeah. Now the question becomes, why were you so foolish to expect that? When are you going to yes. learn? That's what Farrakhan says to us. That's dude. what John Henry Clark says to us. That's what Marcus Garvey said. When are we going to learn? That's what Chancellor Williams said. When are we going to learn black people that we are our only friends? You can't put our special God-given first people on the planet heart up for granted like that. Like no one's going to ever have the level of compassion that we have towards humanity because it might just be that we are special humans. Maybe that's the one thing that's special about being uh, the, the humans, like being the mothers of all humanity is like being a mother of a mother. That's the one person that will, the ma- a mom will never, ever hurt her kids, mm-hmm. just like under any circumstance. So maybe it's something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And whatever and, that and specialness I, is, it's our responsibility to own it and steward it and like treat it. So, yeah. So stop being surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think also on the, if you take it on like just the individual level, I think that each of us, as we st- start to um, learn about ourselves. And as we start to grow within ourselves and get, and get used to ourselves and stuff like that, that's something that we have to learn to protect. And I think that, I don't think your boundary means shit unless you're willing to, to act on it. Like you can sit there and think you have these boundaries. You can sit there and think that you're a respectable person or that you're owed respect or that your body is a temple, but unless you fucking protect that body, it's, it, it means nothing. Yeah. You know, and there's only so much that social constructs can can can, you know, can uh, guide us through. There's only so much that our society can do. But you have to be the person that sometimes be like, hey, this is what I do and don't like, you know, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even it doesn't even go on like, you know, like uh, what's it called? Just physical stuff when I'm talking about protecting your body and all that kind of stuff. It's it goes to it. So many other things like I don't know if you've ever had a friend that's that's like late to everything. You know, have you ever had one that's like, you know, they'll say, all right, let's go and do something together. And then they're always goddamn late for it. Like some one of those things, too, is like setting that boundary with them and just being like, bro, if you can't show up on time, like, just let me know. Show up separately. Take separate cars. Go and do something different. Like Mm -hmm. I have people that always have something going on. There's Mm -hmm. always a reason they're late for something. And I'm just like, bro, oh, just like. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. don't, I'm, don't ask I'm that, to go I'm you. that person. And that's why, I, that's why, like I said the other day, when I met those gentlemen for the first time and they're really excited, I could see what was about to happen. They will start to depend and they don't mean any harm. No one needs to do it because I got, you know, the whole Judah Christian kind of mentality where I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not thinking in emotional and psychological dependencies. I'm thinking, you know, let things be what they are. Not on some hip, hippie nihilistic shit, but just how I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more practiced at watching myself develop attachments and I don't do it. So what, what they're already, uh, I'm talking about what I did at Boys and Girls Club. I'm talking about this and that. And I know that that will develop, you know, people with expectation and dependency. And I, and I told them, no, I'm a very aloof guy and I will disappear on you. You get the best of me right now, but it's because it takes me a lot of time to recharge to be this socially enjoyable. Like you, we're having a good time and we're getting to know each other, we're liking each other. I'll disappear on you and I'll be gone for three weeks. And and even my closest friends, I know that it's a, it's a little bit of a problem with them. But if they're my friends and they know me, like I know my friends are like, dang, Mark, why have you not had anyone out to your house? And it ain't because I'm not it's because it's it never occurs to me like this. It's not yeah. something that I want like this. So, but they may be thinking, dang, it would be nice to have some re- reciprocation, Mark. You know, you always get called first for the barbecue, for the get together. You got a new house and you ain't showed mm-hmm. us off. See, I don't yeah. think in those terms. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I get it because I'm that person. I can be very aloof like that and very temperamental too, very moody. Like my energy is not as fucked up since I've gotten all fat and out of shape the last five or six years. Like my energy's messed up. So yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I got that. I got friends like that. I am that friend a lot of mm-hmm. times to people. So um, I think about it all the time, man. Yeah, yeah dude. And gotta, it's uh, how to treat you. Yeah, it's I, I'm certainly again, my approach is changing. You know, a lot of people talk about sitting and and wording your your boundaries and stuff like that in, in a nice and kind way. And that's honestly a really hard thing to do because a lot of times we, we do tend to be a bit more reactive. That's, that's just, it's weird to a lot of people to, to like proactively set boundaries and and label them because, you know, people are, you know, when you first meet someone, they're just like, Hey, how's it going? That not the, the, the conversation starter isn't, Hey, I don't like this. I don't like this. Don't do this. I'm going to react this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and, and that is a, that is a very hard way, but I do think that how you communicate and um, you know, a lot of your body language, all kinds of stuff can really set the stage for, for having someone understand and respect your boundaries. And then if you do have to check them on it, you have to be resolute in that shit, man. You cannot mess around with, with setting those boundaries. And I do think that over time it does make a better relationship because if you don't do that, you are very susceptible to manipulation. And I have seen so many people like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then I can you, give you another side of it to no, yeah. go ahead and finish. Well, and then you, I think you do, you are that person that like, I think the, one of the worst situations is when you know where you want to be accepted so badly and you've already set the precedence by, by not respecting your own boundaries that it just becomes, you believe that the only way that someone will accept you or a group of people accept you was if you constantly capitulate and let them violate whatever boundaries that you, that you have, that you have set for yourself, but not communicated. And at that Mm -hmm. point it's on you, it's not them. And that's the hardest part to accept for, especially for me. Yeah, that's true, man. Um, in Don Juan, uh, in, Carlos Castaneda's book uh, uh, about Don Juan, um, not the romantic Don Juan, but the 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 peyote spiritualist Don Juan. You ever read that book? I've heard about it. Yeah, it's amazing. He when you said peyote, I was like, oh, I know about that yeah, Don Juan. Yeah, that Don Juan. Yeah. And um, it's it's great because 
he talks about the ego. That's what the ego is. He's um, Carlos is giving this story about uh, this um, situation he had when he was a child where he was in love with two girls and all of them would love each other. And they just almost almost ruined each other because they didn't have, know how to get out of their own way. And that's sometimes, too, what you have to understand is that having those kind of uh commodified requirements of your friends i think is treating them like 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 um something to consume like i i don't i don't i've had to say that to my friends that are extroverts that are that are that are uh the social types like you because sometimes i'm like damn like is it am, am i your medicine you know what I mean? Wow. I know, I know I might be a little bit aloof or you might, but how do you feel about, because guess what? I never miss anyone. Not because I'm full of myself and in, in my own head, but because they're in my heart. But when I say that you sound corny, no one wants to hear that, but I can replay and reimagine and rethink amazing conversations I've had with Marcus, uh, my brother from Western Kentucky University is up in Toronto now teaching right. religion and, and philosophical. Said, I never, I don't miss him. He's still with me. So it, it, it takes a long time before I miss someone and need to physically be in their presence. So it's just a slightly different sensibility for me. So sometimes you got to ask yourself, you know, is it my own ego, especially when it's your emotions you're talking about? Because yeah. no one can possibly do anything about the way you feel, <laughs> but you like, mm. uh, uh, so in, in relation to people, you got to think about that too. And that's why I always, I always end up in a very like solitary sort of situation. Cause I've seen, I, I don't require that psychologically or emotionally. I do enjoy it. The stimulation, especially of people and interacting and stuff and even flirting. I love being around women and like that energy of, of getting to know them and stuff. But beyond that, that, it's okay if I don't get that, like no one owes it to me. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's a couple of ways to look at that. It's a couple of ways Damn. to look at that thing, man. You know? Well, dude, I do appreciate it. I, I really just wanted to get some time and, and talk about something like boundaries. I know we both got stuff to, to do in our work days. I want to keep it at 30 minutes and we're at 29, 30, we're at 2940. Okay. So, um, I really appreciate it. I'm not going to do any shameless shout outs. This is just going to be a conversation I'm going to put up. And so, again, thanks a lot for jumping on, dude. And I'll see you on Sunday whenever we do our next episode. All right, man. Talk to you later. See you, bro. Bye. Okay. So what would you guys think about that? For me, I thought it was good. Uh, What I learned is that I do have to be better about setting my boundaries much earlier on, but also never being afraid to or, or even made to feel bad when I have to protect them. It's no one's responsibility but your own to defend your boundaries, and that's where I think I and many other people mess up. At the end of the day, it's all about taking personal responsibility, and part of that means making sure that people you care about and and love and all that kind of stuff expect a response from you when, they're, when your boundaries are crossed. That's how trust and all that kind of stuff is developed, not only in yourself, but in those who you value, whether it be friends, family, partners, or romantic interests. So as always, I hope you guys did find value in this episode. And if you do have any questions, comments, or feedback, and again, if you do want to share your story, don't hesitate to reach out. All right, take care and have a good day, guys.